the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Nowhere in God's universe, in the totality of it, is wisdom and knowledge found but in Christ. Do you see it? I'm compelled by that statement, that absolute statement, to draw this conclusion. Outside of Christ, there's no wisdom. The Ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, we welcome you to Way of Grace with our teacher and pastor, Jessica Stan. Today, we have another look at our little mini-series called The Prophet of Spiritual Gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 20, and we're focused on the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge as recorded in verse 8, divine insight and divine insight of facts and events. It's all straight ahead. Join us. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast, once again, of Way of Grace. You and I are called to bear witness to the gospel. We're not called to make people have a positive outcome for it. We're just called to make sure we testify to the truth of Christ. See, because while this group might hate it, that group over there is being drawn by that same truth. You understand what I'm saying? And so this, the word of wisdom is designed for divine insight to address opposition and to deal with building and edifying. And, and the word of wisdom also preserves. I wish I, had, wish I had time to develop it more fully. But let's look at the word of knowledge for a moment because I want to show you the correlation between the two. What do we mean by the word of knowledge? What's the difference between the word of knowledge, the Lagos uh, Gnosis versus the Lagos Sophia? Divine insight of facts are given to you that don't necessarily have any kind of innate instruction by which you do something. When a person is operating out of the word of knowledge, they will say things that will bring to light what's going on that you may not have heard or known, but it comes with no instruction for you to be led. Example, Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Peter is operating out of the word of knowledge in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, when everybody is coming and bringing their gifts to the church at the feet of the apostles. And Peter is dealing with this couple who has decided to hoodwink the kingdom, Ananias and Sapphira. Told you, you can be gifted and not useful. Look at what it says. And Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, do you see that? That's a word of knowledge. What do we mean by that? Peter could have had no way of knowing what was going on in that man's heart. It's the spirit of God that gave him that word of knowledge. No one can know what's going on in your heart. No one can know what's going on in my heart. That's the spirit that belongs to God alone. Don't ever let somebody act like they know what's going on in your heart. Unless you open your mouth and tell them all they're doing is guessing. Those are secret things that belong unto the Lord. 
But see, Peter was given the gift of knowledge because Christ exercised that same gift of knowledge on Peter. Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as we, but I have prayed for you. That's a word of knowledge. Now notice here that Peter gives a revelation by way of a word of knowledge of what's in the man's heart. And he doesn't tell that man to do anything about it. Look at verse nine. Acts chapter five, verse nine, he does the same thing with his wife. Then Peter said to her, Sapphira, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the living God? Peter deduced that. Now here's the word of knowledge. Are you ready? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door. They're they're getting ready to carry you out. Whoa. Word of knowledge. Watch this. Peter didn't say repent if perhaps God would have mercy on you and save you. No word of no word of wisdom. Jesus had, this is an event that Jesus did where he was telling his disciples, this is another word of wisdom for time's sake, I'm just going to share it with you because I want you to be able to identify them in your Bible when you read them. Am I boring you? Am I boring you? Or are you learning something? So Jesus told his disciples, hey, fellas, I need you to go catch up with a man who's going to be burying a pitcher of water, follow him into the house and tell him that uh, the master has need of the table and set up everything so that when we come, we can have our, our Lord's table. You will find him doing this. You will find him doing that. And the text says, and when they went, they found the man doing exactly what Jesus said. It's called a word of knowledge. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? That is a supernatural dynamic of which I'll have to talk about how that's managed by the Spirit of God in our lives later. But those are two qualitative gifts that we need to know at the top of the, at the, top of the list. Look with me again at 1 Corinthians 12. Let me make our way through because I want to show you the connection between the two. I have stated that the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge basically couple each other. You find that in Proverbs chapter 8 as well. But here is where it's summed up, child of God. In the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, notice what Paul says both about wisdom and knowledge. This is what he says, and I want to show you the composite of both of them. I'm in Colossians chapter 2 verse 3. Here's what Paul says about wisdom and about knowledge. Will you start back at verse 2 because I'll need the context. Colossians 2 verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted. That's the heart of the believer being knit together in love unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the father and of who? Right. What he just said here was uh, based on verse one is that God gives us knowledge in order, watch this now, to comfort our hearts. He gives us knowledge in order to knit us together in love. That's where we are in our text. Watch it now unto all riches and full assurance of understanding. Now watch this. He comforts us, he knits us together, and he increases our understanding. When we're doing what God wants him to do, you grow in your assurance of faith. When you are doing what God wants you to do, you grow in your assurance of faith. The purpose of the gospel is to bring us into conformity to Christ. That's going to increase your comfort, increase your security, increase your walk with God. Now watch this. To the acknowledgement, and that term acknowledgement really means to know experientially the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Christ is now the subject, is he not? Now we have the antecedent over in verse three. Watch this. In whom, in who? Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Powerful verse. 
Because you know what he just said? Nowhere in God's universe, in the totality of it, is wisdom and knowledge found but in Christ. Do you see it? I'm compelled by that statement, that absolute statement, to draw this conclusion. Outside of Christ, there's no wisdom. Outside of Christ, there's no knowledge. There's no saving knowledge of God outside of Christ. There's no wisdom to lead me to glory. And the Bible tells me that the gospel has been given to us. The word of God is given to us and is able to make me wise unto salvation through a knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I may sum it up this way as we move to the third uh, gift. I'll sum it up this way. If you are a true believer, are you hearing me? If you're a true believer, you're really born again. If you're really a believer, you are wise. If you're really a believer, you're wise because God has granted you the ability to believe him. And that results in eternal life. How much wiser can a man be than to find the way to glory? And this is eternal life that they might know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. He that hath the Son hath life. He that does not have the Son of God does not have life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? True believers at the simple core of believing are wise. I don't care how much knowledge you have about what. If you end up in hell, you're a fool. You guys hearing me? So now watch this as we deal with the composite of Jesus. So I'm, I'm going to deal with one more category and I'll pick up the next category next week. I'm going to show you something. So what Paul does is he starts off by using the Logos Sophia and then the Logos Gnosis. The Sophia, that's a, uh, a New Testament term that the Greeks held that wisdom was personified by this beautiful woman called Sophia. That was a take on the Old Testament Hebrew of the gender feminine attribute of wisdom, right? Wisdom hath builded her house. For Paul, he understood this as the complementarian relationship between Christ the head and the church's body, which is the bride of Christ. Do you guys understand that? In other words, you and I as the bride take on that feminine connotation in that we become the uh, conveyors of and communicators of Christ's wisdom in order that it might produce children or in order that it might build the house. That's what a, a godly woman does. In fact, it's Proverbs chapter 14, verse one. Pull that up right quick. And then I'm come back here and close down with just one more attribute and tie it together and defend my proposition that what we are talking about really is Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 14, verse one. Here it is. Every wise woman does what? Well, if she builds her house, then she has the gift of the word of wisdom. Because everything gets done by word of mouth. I mean, if you're going to build a house, ladies, you're going to have to tell people what to do. Right. I mean, you might be able to do sign language, but those are words, too. Words are critical in the building of everything. Right. If we were to press this a little bit deeper, the house here is not a material architectural house. It's familial. It's children. So wise mothers raise their children up in the word of wisdom. They instruct their children in the gospel of the grace of God, show them who God is, show them how glorious God is, show them how God is the infinite creator and redeemer of the universe and that all that God is is summed up in Jesus. That makes you a wise woman building your house. Are you hearing me? Here's the converse. 
Here's the opposite. Y'all see it? Do you see the opposite? Why? Because the proverb Solomon was said to be the wisest man in all the world at his time, right? He always juxtaposed wisdom with folly. He lets you know there are only really two kinds of people in the world, wise people and fools. And that makes sense to me. Because I mean, if you have been given an opportunity not to perish under the wrath of God and you do, what greater fool can you be? And if God in his mercy has revealed Christ to you so that you found yourself loving him and submitting to his righteousness, how wise you are. Look at what it says. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the what? The foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Here is an inherent definition of one of the two of the Hebrew words for wisdom. The, there are three Hebrew words for wisdom in the Old Testament. One describes skills, skills that God gives you for being able to discreetly determine the appropriate response to whatever is before you. The other word describes the ability to be successful in building what your enterprise is. In other words, in the Old Testament, a wise person was an individual who set out with a plan, accomplished his plan and achieved his goal. That's a wise person. Stay with me. That same Hebrew word implies that the man or the woman who has the skill set to prosper, to build does not turn around and tear down what they built. In other words, when you have the gift of wisdom, the word of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, you have the ability to build successfully, watch this, and maintain what you build. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. When all the smoke is cleared, Jerusalem shall yet stand in all of its splendor and glory, because Christ is the wise builder of his church. Am I making sense? I'm trying to give you application as we go. Because what Jesus is saying is, if you have the spirit of wisdom, the word of wisdom, you don't build up and tear down too. If you tear down what you build up, you're not wise. Y'all got that? Okay, good. So now I want you to look at one more characteristic and then I'm going to close because my time is up. I want you to notice that in the, the development of these gifts, Paul starts with the spirit of the word of wisdom, rather, and then the word of knowledge by the same spirit. And then he says over in verse nine and to another, what? Faith by the same spirit. Yeah, you really want to slow down and work through this. You don't want to be in a hurry. Because here it's not the gift of faith and salvation. It's not the gift of faith and salvation. We all have that. By faith are you saved through grace and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any mention both. Here is a supernatural impartation of a measure of faith given to you. Watch this now. In order to practice the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Stay with me now. Watch this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. What if you had wisdom, but you were fearful? What if you had knowledge, but you were timid? Back where Jesus said, hey, now, when they come at you and they begin to take you and they begin to accost you, don't worry about it. What was he saying? Trust me. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power 
and of a sound mind. In other words, the spirit of faith gives you the ability to move the mountains that come against you as you are seeking to do the will of God. I'm going to give you an example, all right? Old Testament example. Are you ready? This was the days when Moses was told by God to tell Israel to go into the land. And and Moses sent 12 spies into the land. Numbers 12, 13, and 14. And 10 of the 12 came back with an evil report, didn't they? Do you know why? Because the land that God had promised them was a mountain they had to overcome. There were two brothers who said, we not with them. What you just heard from them were people who are fearful, who were doubting, who never did own the promises of God. Caleb said, Lord, I'm ready to go get it right now. Joshua said, I am too. And according to Numbers 14, you know what it says? Caleb had another spirit. And you know what it said about Joshua? Joshua was faithful in all of God's will. Both Caleb and Joshua demonstrated the spirit of faith that allows one to be able to overcome the opposition and maintain pursuit of the promises of God. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Stay with me now. This is important. You and I will have normal, natural faith. And that faith can be built up. It can be strengthened by our prayer life, our walk with God, study of God's word. And we would want that. Jesus says, if you have faith, even as the side of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the depths of the sea. That's how potent faith really is. That's also how great the liability it is of being taken away from you. Why you cannot play with faith. That's why you must nurture your faith. You must strengthen your faith. You must pray that God strengthen you with all might in the inner man that Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith so that whenever you have an assignment by God, you have the grace necessary to execute the assignment. Child of God, is this not a salient topic right now? Because I think with all you guys in the room here, I know that you struggle with more than knowing Christ. You struggle with telling people about Jesus. You struggle with the consequences of telling people about Jesus. And therefore, you don't tell people about Jesus much. And at the root of that is a weakness of faith. And this is where your faith needs to be strengthened. So the spirit of faith is given to that man or that woman or that people group who have the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom who are ready to do God's will. They need faith to do God's will, don't they? Did Jesus have the spirit of faith? You better know he did. Did he have the word of knowledge? Did he have the word of wisdom? I must be about my father's business. He constantly demonstrated breaking through obstacles because he loved his God. Now, faith works by what? Y'all understand what I'm getting at? And the composite that you and I are looking at is not a composite of broken, disjointed gifts that are kind of out there. You're looking at a composite of Jesus, are we not? I'm going to close it out this way and you'll see it. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 5. You're going to see a clear picture of this composite. The Old Testament Jewish scholars got this. They knew who Hashim was. They knew who Mashiach was. They knew that Hashim Mashiach would come and he would be the very word of God. He would be the very wisdom of God. He would be the very knowledge of God. And you're going to see the attributes of Hashim come through. And then you're going to see 1 Corinthians 12 emerge. And then you're going to understand what I mean by the fact that you and I must keep our eyes on Jesus when it comes to any gift that's given to us because it's really all about his glory. Then we'll close in prayer. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Who is Jesse? 
He's the father of David. The metaphor of a rod is a branch coming up a rod. The rod here is a metaphor for authority. For authority. A rod shall come out of the stem of Jesse. Out of the stem of Jesse. Coming out of Jesse's son, David. Is not Jesus the son of David? Now watch this. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Who is the branch? Verse 2. Here it is. And the spirit of the Lord shall what? Who does the spirit of the Lord rest upon? John said, and I saw the heavens open and the Holy Ghost coming down like a dove and resting upon Jesus and remaining on Jesus. Meaning you don't get the Holy Ghost without Jesus. The Holy Ghost dwells in Jesus. He remains in Jesus because he exalts Jesus. To have the spirit, you've got to have the son. What you guys are looking at is a messianic emblem. Okay, you're looking at Messiah now. And you're getting ready to see the attributes that I've been talking to you about. Watch it. And the spirit of wisdom. You see? First category, isn't it? Here's the next one. And what? Understanding. The spirit of what? Counsel and might. Here it is. The spirit of knowledge and of the what? If you look at verse 2, verse 2 basically is an adumbration of all we talked about today. Do you see it? It encompasses everything we talked about today. Look at verse 3. I just want you to see it. And he shall, and, and shall make him, that is the spirit of God, shall make Jesus quick of understanding in the fear of the Lord. Here in the fear of the Lord means Torah. It means in the law of God, in the truth of God. In other words, Christ as a human being was taught by the spirit of God, the word of God. He grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and men. Did he not? And the spirit of God quickened Christ to understand. Now watch this. And he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes, neither reprove after the what? Isn't that what Jesus said in John chapter 7? Judge not unrighteous judgment, but judge righteous judgment. Remember that? Do not judge after the appearance. You got to know what's really going on in a person's heart. In order to know, either they have to tell you or God has to give you the word of what? Knowledge. Now watch this. And he shall not reprove after the hearing of the ear, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he, I want you to watch this now. He shall smite the earth with the what of his mouth? The rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Here's the metaphor. What comes out of his mouth is wisdom. What comes out of Christ's mouth is knowledge. It comes out in the metaphor of a rod. You know what that means? Authority. Never a man spake like this man, for he speaks with authority, not like the scribes and not like the Pharisees. He acts like he knows God, because he does. Now watch this. Here's the other metaphor. And with the breath of his lips shall he what? Now what's coming out of his mouth is breath. That's the ruah. What is the ruah? The spirit of God. It's the very spirit of wisdom and the very spirit of knowledge that the Old Testament saints needed to build the temple. Here, Jesus is being apologetic in opposing all of his foes who want to deny his glory as the son of God. Do you see it? Out of his mouth goes a, two, a sharp two-edged sword. That's what John saw in Revelation 2. And we saw it again in Revelation 19. Out of his mouth goes a sword 
to divide asunder soul and spirit. Out of his mouth goes a rod to smash the rocks in pieces. Out of his mouth goes the breath, the ruah, to destroy the wicked. All of this is part of the whole gospel agenda. This is why he told his disciple, don't meditate. You will have the third person. If you're studying your Bible, if you're praying, if you're keeping fellowship, if you're prioritizing God, when that test comes, the spirit of God will help you by giving you a word that's specifically needed for that situation. You will glorify God and that individual will come to understand Christ in you, the hope of glory. After all, that's the only reason that once I saved you, I didn't immediately take you to glory. I left you here to be a witness to my glory. Amen. And this is Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. Copies of the program are available either by calling us, asking for a CD, or simply going online and downloading a copy from our website. If you'd like to write to us, our address is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. If you'd like to give us a call, you can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. As always, you're welcome to visit our website. As I mentioned a moment ago, we do have resource materials available through the site, including past sermons by Pastor Jessica Stan, and easy to download for free. Grace-Bible.com. Again, Grace-Bible.com. Sunday services here at Grace Bible Church are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m., Friday night Bible study at 8 p.m. And you can find directions and more information on our website, grace-bible.com, or just give us a call, 510-886-9782. If you feel led to direct some of your financial resources to Way of Grace Ministries, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. If the broadcast is a blessing to you, and if you find real encouragement and growth in your walk with Christ, then get a hold of us and let us know. Reach out to us again at grace-bible.com, where you can give securely online, or simply call 510-886-9782. Come back and join us next time, won't you, as we'll continue our study through God's Word that we might grow in grace and find ourselves by Jesus Christ, through His Spirit, to the glory of God, in His way of grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.